Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're entering part three in our NFL Player Futures and Prop uh, Awards. So, this will be our third and final part. Be sure to catch part one, our AFC preview, part two, our NFC preview, and now we're going to get into part three. We're on a marathon session here, so uh, bear with us. Uh, the voice is starting to crack just a little bit. Uh, Achilles has remained bold and solid throughout, but uh, this one is getting a little bit hoarse on this side of things. We've done a lot of podcast hours this week as we've uh, done a grand cram push here. So uh, back to our normal schedule, but uh, are you ready to get into our individual player awards here for the futures, Achilles? Yes, I'm ready to talk some some uh, player props here. Uh, yeah, you know, this is what happens when uh, we end up having to deal with uh, illnesses and stuff like that. So now we're having to catch up, but I- I'm loving it, man. We're talking football. I'm loving it. Yeah, this is supposed to be a three-week lead-up as we uh, do one, <laughs> maybe two shows a week, not uh, a four-hour podcast session as I yammer on about the Philadelphia Eagles and such. And uh, then by week two, I will be slamming them every way possible as they lose me money all right let's get into the player futures i broke this down uh sort of individual end of season awards then we'll get into sort of passer individual stats rusher individual stats catchers individual stats and then uh defensive uh individual stats though uh looking at our sheets we did not like the defense, though uh, both of us are defensive first guys. I, I guess they were just a little bit too hard to come up with uh, a couple things. So uh, I, I noticed you did have a defensive player of the year. So we got a little defensive love out there. Just so a let's tiny bit. Start out with the what I like betting on, though uh, I threw out like six different guys, but they all have pretty big odds. Uh, I'll start with mine. I got Trey Lance at 25 to 1. There's been some similarities the last couple years. You saw Patrick Mahomes come in, take over, and win this award. You saw Lamar Jackson uh, take over and win this award. So the last couple years, there have been guys who've come in off the bench, had a big season. And if the Niners, I think, will be the biggest key. If the Niners have a big season and Trey Lance does like a thousand passing, fourth, or if he does a thousand passing, I'm probably in trouble. <laughs> yes, I, I was gonna say <laughs> a thousand rushing at four thousand passing, and you know he has twenty five touchdowns and ten rushing touchdowns, and the Niners are like the best team in the NFC. You probably start to get some smoke there, twenty five to one. Tua at fifty to one. Basically, you use the same logic with Trey Lance there. He's got huge weapons. If the Dolphins turn out to be an elite team, fifty to one, not bad. And I doubt they're giving it to Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle or Raheem Mozart. So, you know, we we couldn't even get Cooper Cup, who won the Triple Crown, to win an MVP last year. So, I think you're better off sticking with the quarterbacks. Though I have two non-quarterbacks. Uh, next up, uh, Debo Samuel at sixty to one. If he could do something crazy, like a thousand, a thousand, I, I don't think they could deny him such things. But uh, 
you know, granted Aaron Rodgers might throw 30 touchdowns and two picks, and then they'll give him the award. But at 60 to one, if Debo could do something crazy, I, I thought that would be pretty good value. Uh, Aaron Jones at 200 to one. Once again, I, I think the Packers will lean on that rushing attack, and maybe Aaron Jones has. You know, a Christian McCaffrey-like uh, season from a couple years ago where he has 100 catches and, you know, 1,500 yards rushing. And he's sort of the tip of the spear in that attack. So 200 to 1, that, that's really large odds uh, for a team who you think will be contending. And then last up, uh, I didn't think these odds were as good, but as we have a lot of bets on Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, he could throw up a thousand yard, four thousand yard sort of season, and if Philadelphia is the number one team, I think he gets some votes. So twenty to one for me. What are you looking at MVP wise? Well, I've got two for MVP. I've got uh, my first one is a, a bit of a reach, uh, but again, I'm using the same logic I used with Trey Lance. If he were to his team were to have really good success and dethrone the uh, uh, AFC West champs uh, in uh, the Chiefs. I've got Russell Wilson as the MVP at plus 1,400. Yeah, I um, looked at that. I just, I thought that should be more like in the 1718s. It, uh, it should. It definitely should. Well, you know which, you know which uh, betting app, which sportsbook I was using. So yeah. I, I won't get into details as far as uh, how they love we to, might to shave off. We might a sponsor sometime, so we won't bury them. I know. And yeah, which crappy is, props. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why I'm not saying anything. Uh, but uh, a little more realistic one here. I took Patrick Mahomes as MVP. Uh, at plus 800 and compared to some of the other value yeah. again from some of the other players it's not that great but it, there's a little more security in that yeah I, if they you know the chiefs win 13 games and patrick does what patrick does i i think that's a a really good bet i basically like i said i hate betting on the mvp award and then i hate more mvp talk after like week one it it Drives me a bit nuts. So I just took a lot of long shots. Let's move to Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, this was more where I, I think I actually like a couple guys. Uh, Aaron Jones, I think, has a better shot, uh, you know, here. Same with Debo Samuel. Aaron Jones is 40 to 1. Uh, Debo's 12 to 1. And, and then I, I think a guy both you and I sort of like a little bit stats wise. And, and we talked about it a little bit with Cleveland that. If they can maintain, you know, a, a four or five win mark while Deshaun's out, I, I think Nick Chubb at 20 to 1 has a chance here because I think they're going to ride him. Ride him, and he has a big year, and he's the reason Cleveland sort of maybe sneaks into a playoff spot and maintains sort of reaching distance with that pack. So, offensive player of the year, 21, Nick Chubb, uh, Debo at 12 to 1, and Aaron Jones, who I, I think will have a really big year at 41, I think is pretty good value. Offensive player of the year for you, anyone you like? Um, I've got a lot of the same ones you have. Uh, I've got Aaron Jones. Uh, I feel like they're going to try to utilize him in the pass game a lot this year, especially with the lack of wide receivers there. So I really like that one. At 40 to uh, 1, really, too, that's great value. Yeah, Yes, it is. Uh, I really like the Debo Samuel one because, as you mentioned, this is a guy that can go for 1,000 and 1,000 on any given season. So I really like that one, too. Um, uh, another one I've got here is uh, – um, 
sorry, I'm looking. For, I've, I've got two of them here. I've got two more here. I've got one Jalen Hurts. Yeah. At plus three thousand. Now I know that it'd be more of an MVP award, but I feel like a quarterback has a good shot at getting an offensive player, especially a guy like him yeah. who's a dual threat guy. You know, he's got AJ Brown on the outside now. Maybe that helps him. He gets a lot of yards passing. Now, mind you, the offensive player of the year position is usually a stats position. You know, you look at a guy like Cooper Cup last year who won a triple crown guy. Um, he was top 10 in fantasy points last year. Now, I know we're not talking fantasy right now, but fantasy sports, fantasy points equal stats. Yes. That's what that's how you earn your points. So I look at a guy like Jalen Hurts was top 10 last season, and he's got more weapons this year. So you expect, you know, a bit of a, a progression from him. So he's at plus 3,000. I think there's really good value there. Uh, and another guy that I've got on there, too, is um, – uh, Nick Chubb, who's uh, who's pretty guy, pretty good odds too. Uh, as we mentioned, their quarterback situations up in the air. We don't know how the quarterback's going to play out until they get their main guy back, which is late in the season. By that point, he could have racked up a thousand yards to that yeah. point. So uh, he, I think there's pretty good value there also. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, defensive player of the year. Honestly, I, I didn't love any of these. I just I put both Boses down because they were fifteen to twenty to one. And, you know, if they have a big sack here and the media loves them, we might grab something. Uh, there was no value in Aaron Donald. Uh, I, I will say I looked at the one you had, and I, I sort of liked it. I, I just I worried a little bit about the Cowboys' defense. And if the Cowboys' defense is bad and the Cowboys are bad, I, I don't know if we're getting that vote. But what did you like on Defensive Player of the Year? I've got one for Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, the only reason I took it, I thought that just based off the value we were getting for all these other players, if the Cowboys are to have success this season, as you mentioned it, it's going to start with their defense. So, and I think their best defensive player is Micah Parsons. So I've got him at plus 900. Uh, I feel like I wasn't in love with it, but I feel like at plus 900, it it gives you enough value there to where uh, you want to take a stab at it. Yeah. Oh, I would say about that. If you think the Cowboys are going to win 10, 11, 12 games and be one of the top teams in the NFC, that would be a good bet to take because it will because the Cowboys defense is good again and Micah Parsons is the leader of that defense, which presents good value. But since I didn't think the Cowboys were going to be good, I, I crossed it off. But I did look at it. I was like, uh, of to win these awards, you also sort of have to be liked by the media since yes. they sort of control the vote. So, you know. If they were going to vote, Micah Parsons would be one of those guys they vote for. That's why I put Bosa 15, uh, the other Bosa 20 to 1. All right, let's go to Offensive Rookie of the Year. I didn't love any of these because it just seemed like there are a couple running backs, uh, but they're on really bad teams, which made me nervous. The receivers seemed like a bit of a grab bag, and there are no quarterbacks this year that you'd really glom onto. So I went with a real long shot. I, I mentioned him in our preview, but uh, Wondell Robinson, the Giants uh, rookie receiver out of Kentucky. Uh, basically, I don't know if they will have any other pass catchers. <laughs> so, you know, if he's the only one they can throw to, he might put up some numbers. So at 50 to 1, I went, hey, uh, if they get any yards whatsoever out of the passing game, it might be him. So take a shot on him. Plus, he sits in that uh, New York Giants market. So, I mean, you saw it with Odell Beckham Jr. If anybody even remotely uh, looks like they're competent, uh, 
they get the hype machine uh, pulled right on them. So uh, where are you going offensive rookie of the year? Just like you, I was having a bit of an issue trying to pick out a couple here. So I just ended up taking one just so I had something. Um, And I feel like he's got a pretty good shot. Uh, And I'm taking um, Pittsburgh's uh, George Pickens uh, at plus 900. Um, Again, this is a team that has had success throughout the years, regardless of who's playing what, because they've had consistency in upper management and coaching. Um, A really well-run organization. And I feel like if they're going to have any success this season, which I kind of think they will, um, I think it's going to start on the offensive side of the ball uh, with their new quarterback who can actually move and throw the ball. And who's going to be looking at to throw? Obviously, his running back, but he's also going to throw to a wide receiver. And I feel like out of the bunch that they have there, he's one of those guys that really stands out. So at plus 900, I feel like there's decent value there. Yeah, I think he might be the best receiver uh, of the group. The only thing I worry about is they have veterans there. You know, Johnson and uh, uh, Claypool might take some of his catches. But, you know, uh, I, I I think Offensive Rookie of the Year was just hard this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the one good thing that uh, he does have going for Pickens is we've seen it with the Steelers previous seasons before. And, you know, if they have a wide receiver yeah. that builds a rapport with their quarterback, they're they're not scared oh, of yeah. switching everything over to him and making him the focal point of the offense. We saw with uh, with uh, A.B., we saw with, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Schuster. We saw yes. with a bunch of uh, revolving door wide receivers there. Yeah, we can go far back as Plaxico Burris if we want to dig into the realm. I Google him you know, for the young people who probably don't know who Plaxico is. Was, wasn't he sponsored by Smith & Wesson? <laughs> All right, let's move to Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I had trouble with this one, too. The guy I actually like, uh, Jordan Davis, uh, the defensive tackle out of uh, Georgia that uh, the Eagles took. Um 14 to 1, but uh, I'm well aware that uh, if you're a defensive tackle and you aren't necessarily a defensive tackle who racks up sack numbers, especially as a rookie, uh, basically no one is even going to know who the hell you are. So the odds of a defensive tackle winning rookie of the year, it, it would be very seldom, but I think he probably might be the best of the group. So 14 to 1, I took that one. Uh, I took Quay Walker, who's a middle linebacker, also out of Georgia, who might get a little bit more flash. He sits in the middle of the field of that good Green Bay defense. Yeah, you know, he'll be a little more flash at 10 to 1. I I, I put a little bit of money on him as well, but uh, I, I think Jordan Davis probably be the best defensive player. But honestly, if you were trying to save money, I wouldn't grab a defensive tackle as rookie of the year. That's not something people really understand. And it it's hard to sort of convey how good they are too. There aren't stats like, oh, I ate two blockers today. So the said middle linebacker could make a tackle behind the line of scrimmage sort of stuff. Where are you looking on defensive uh, rookie of the year? It's just kind of like the offensive rookie of the year. I, I had issues here, you know, really picking out value and, uh, you know, ability. Uh, but just out of the bunch, the guy that I like the most, um, Trayvon Walker uh, at plus 900. I feel like if there's going to be any improvement to this Jaguars team, um, it's it's going to come, you know, with an aggressive play style. Do you remember a couple of years ago they had, uh, you know, a big, what was it, Saxonville is what they were calling it? Yeah. Um, 
and you know the the middle the linebacker position especially the outside line when it comes to you know picking up those tight ends and rushing the quarterback uh it's really huge so i think that he's got a good shot at getting all those tackles and getting the sacks and possibly even picks he's got the at, at his position he's got the ability to get these uh these stats and if he can churn them out uh, especially uh, against a team who had issues last year then i think he's got a pretty good shot at plus uh was it 900 yeah, yeah plus 900 all right, let's move to comeback player of the year. And honestly, I probably shouldn't vote on this because I, I didn't, I don't quite understand the parameters of this because it, it was just sort of mixed. It was like dudes who missed years because of injuries, but then there were guys who were on there who were just bad last year. Yes. <laughs> so I, I guess being bad one year and then coming back the next year and being good counts as comeback player of the year. So I didn't quite understand the parameters. I granted, I tried to look for somebody who had cancer and would come back and they, <laughs> couldn't deny it. <laughs> but uh, I, I put Christian McCaffrey at plus seven fifty. Isn't he everybody's comeback player of the year every year? I, <laughs> I don't that's what, I don't know if it's a comeback because he's ripped his hamstring three years in a row, but I guess if the hammy stays tight uh, and he plays all the games, he will be good. I don't think there's anybody questioning whether Christian McCaffrey is good. It, it's more whether he plays. So I, I guess, and then I put Baker at eight to one because if Carolina's good, he'll be good. But once again, that goes into... He played all last year. He just sucked. So Hey, he's on there. If he's on there, you can take him. I don't know how that's a comeback. And then J.K. Dobbins at 16 to 1. He's the most one I thought, well, yeah, he got hurt right before training camp and now he's coming back. And if the Ravens are good, 16 to 1. So I that's what I did. But honestly, if you were wiping off categories to save money this would probably be the one because i i don't exactly know the voting parameters for comeback player of the year so uh where are you going comeback player of the year before i tell you my pick because i only have one uh is tom brady considered comeback player of the year since he retired for two <laughs> yeah, weeks I, I think what, he was what, on the list what are I the parameters at, which i was confused I mean, he, by he, he, he was one of the top quarterbacks last season, so I can see how he'd be a comeback player of the year. Uh, but I'll tell you what I went with. Um, I went with uh, New Orleans wide receiver Michael Thomas. Um, do you remember a couple of years ago when he was one of the best wide receivers in the league? And uh, we haven't seen much from him because of injury, because of uh, personal reasons. Uh, but I think that if the Saints are going to go, they're going to have to go and they're going to they're going to really need him to, to provide one of those, you know, 1100, 1200 yard seasons. Uh, and if he can do that, uh, just based on the fact that he didn't play over the last couple of seasons, I think Michael Thomas at plus 1100, he's got really good value. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of said things that are confusing, like basically the guy's coming back from being a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I, I mean, if it, again, if it was on my betting app, that means it qualifies, and I'm taking it. Yeah, that I just I'm like, oh, you went comeback player of the year because last year you were a jackass, didn't get surgery, then came into training camp and go, oh, my toe still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's 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 that's again, it's one of those like if, if if we didn't have it on our list, I probably wouldn't have taken it. But just because it was on our list, I'm like, I've got to take at least one. Yeah, I figured it maybe one of these hits. So that was my yeah. only thing. Uh, Coach of the year, I got three. Uh, Peterson at 18 to one. I think it, Jacksonville improves. Uh, you have to look at him. Uh, Shanahan at 20 to one. Once again, if Trey Lance hits. And, you know, the media just starts fawning over Shanahan like they fawned over the father and now the son and think they're the second coming. I could see that. But uh, the one I really like is Nick Sirianni for Philadelphia at 18-1. to 1. I thought that was a really good value. And yeah, we think that. they're going to win, uh, be the number one seed out of the NFC. So 18-1, to 1, Nick Sirianni was my number one choice, really. Yeah, it, it if you haven't listened to our NFC breakdown and uh, what our predictions are, you know, go back to listen to it. That's the second episode. Uh, we both are kind of gushing over Philadelphia as a potential contender this season. Uh, we, we see a lot of positivities coming out of that team. And again, if you see all these positivities, why not, you know, <laughs> take the head coach? Uh, you know, I, I feel that if he were to get this team to the playoffs and, you know, um, were to get them to a position where they can kind of control their own destiny and they're a contender, I feel like he's definitely going to be in the talks. And I got him at plus 2,000. I mean, I feel like it's really good value if, if you feel the way that we feel. Yeah, definitely so. I, I thought that of the, like, year-end awards, I, I thought that was probably – uh, the one I liked most other than a couple in the offensive uh, player of the year category. All right, let's move to some uh, season-long stats here. Uh, let's start out in the passer category. Uh, I, I got a handful of stuff here I, I liked. Uh, NFL regular season passing yards. Uh, Dak Prescott at 11-1, to 1, and this one's the one I, I really, really like. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 22-1. to 1. Uh, I don't think you can have much better weapons than what Kirk Cousins has. Uh, theoretically, they're going to open up the offense and pass a lot. And, you know, Kirk's always in and around there, yardage-wise. Uh, you know, what happens in the last two minutes of games does not count towards the passing yard total all that much. So I, I really like that one at 22-1. Uh, to 1. Uh, Regular season touchdowns, Joe Burrow, 10-1. to 1. And uh, Russell Wilson, 16-1. to 1. I really like that Russell Wilson. If you go back and look at the head coach there, uh, he, he's very big on throwing goal line passes. So like five yards and in, he like, led the league in, in calling pass attempts from five yards and end. And uh, Russ has been prone to like doing that as well. So uh, I thought 16 to one for regular season passing touchdown for Wilson and also throw in Kirk Cousins in there as well at 16 to one. Uh, then we'll get into some 30 plus touchdowns. Uh, there are a couple long shots I liked there. Trevor Lawrence at uh, 390 to throw 30 plus touchdowns. Uh, I think that has a chance to hit because I think uh, Jacksonville will be looking to get a lot of fake stats. And uh, I think at 4 to 1, that's pretty good value there. And uh, same with Baker Mayfield at uh, 4 to 1 for 30 plus touchdowns. Uh, 35 plus touchdowns. Now we're getting into a little bit more elite category, but uh, Cousins and Carr at uh, 21 and uh, 25. Uh, two Carr, I think, hits that pretty easy because uh, it doesn't look like Josh McDaniels is going to hit that uh, 
uh, run game all that much, and they didn't in New England. So I think a lot of passes for Carr there. So plus 250 for Carr, plus 210 for Cousins to hit 35 touchdowns. And then uh, 4,000 plus passing yards. Uh, I mentioned Trey Lance would have to get there uh, to really win MVP. If you look at Jimmy G., uh, he his best season, and when he played all the games, he was just under that at thirty nine fifty eight. So I, I think there's a shot there for Trey Lance to get four thousand yards, and at four to one, I thought that was pretty good value. Uh, Baker Mayfield at plus two twenty, pretty decent value, and then uh, I, I mentioned. This one is really what I'd use to cover those other two, Trey Lance and Baker Mayfield. But Trevor Lawrence at plus 140, I think he gets 4,000 easy because I think they'll just be slinging the ball, you know, all over the place. They're there probably going to have to. Yeah, uh, with Doug Peterson. It, they might not translate to wins, but this isn't about wins. This is no, just stats. about individual numbers. So I think Trevor Lawrence there at plus 140. And then uh, – the bigger number, 4,500. Uh, Kirk Cousins plus 250. We've already talked about it. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence at plus 700 to get to 4,500 yards. Now, that's a little bit more of a long shot. But if they're racking up a lot of fake numbers, I, I think he could hit there and uh, get that plus 700. Doug's not huge in the running game. He likes to throw a lot of screens and stuff. And with Travis ATN being healthy, uh, I think there's a chance there at 7-1. to one. What do you got on the passer side of things for, uh, you know, uh, your sort of props? Well, I didn't have any as far as passing yards was concerned, but I really do like that Kirk Cousins one. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like he's going to definitely have to sling the ball a lot. And when it comes to dual threat running backs, I mean, Cook is probably one of the yeah. better ones. Uh, not to mention the fact that he's got one of the top wide receivers in the league in Jefferson there. So I really like that one. And it's probably one that I'll jump on, uh, you know, not with the company money, with my own money. Uh, but uh, let's see, I've got uh, most regular season passing touchdowns. I've got Matthew Stafford at plus 750. Uh, I'm not sure if, you know, it's better, if he's better or worse, but I, I feel like now he's got more weapons at wide receiver. And, and I feel like he'll kind of uh, spread it out a little bit more. Um I've got uh, most interceptions in the regular season, also Stafford. Um, I mentioned in our previous show that I thought there'd be a, a bit of a regression with the team, uh, and he he was actually tied with Trevor Lawrence last season, I believe, as far as interceptions were concerned. Now, you know, a lot of people assume, oh, he throws a lot of picks, but, you know, how are they going to – how do you expect him to win a Super Bowl? If they won a Super Bowl last season. He was dead last in interceptions. So, uh, I mean, it doesn't always translate that way where turnovers mean losing games. Um, if your team is good enough, you can have turnovers and you can still win games. So uh, I've got that one. Um, most rushing touchdowns, uh, did we get into that one yet? Rushing, we're about to grab into if that's all. Okay, I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, so, yeah, so for passing-wise, I've got Stafford plus 750, uh, pretty good value there. Uh, I've also got him at plus 2,000 for the most interceptions in the regular season. All right, let's switch to the rushers category. All right, I, I got regular season rushing yards. I, I got a couple guys here, and I, I think a couple of these long shots uh, might be worth it. But uh, Chubb at 10 to 1, I, I think, is a really good bet. We've already talked about Nick Chubb here. And then Aaron Jones at 40 to 1. Now, that one, he might. Split a little bit of carries with A.J. Dillon, which might reduce it. But I, I still think they're going to be pretty run heavy here. So 40 to 1 I thought was really good value. And then I, I have a dark horse one at 50 to 1. Rashad Penny, who finished the year with the Seahawks 
He's really, good, man. Really rushing well. He's going to be their full-time back this year. There's nobody really to take a ton of carries from him. Uh, Pete Carroll's always been a guy who not ever split a ton of carries. He gets a workout workhorse back. So if Penny stays healthy, and the way I'm pretty sure Seattle's going to play, which is run the ball a whole lot, at 50-1, to 1, I think Penny could be a dark horse in there if he stays healthy. So 50 to 1, most rushing yards. Uh, regular season rushing touchdowns. I thought the value on McCaffrey, 16 to 1. It, it was just too hard for me to judge really anybody else. But I figure if McCaffrey plays, he'll be up and around there. So 16 to 1, I thought was pretty good value. Uh, a couple guys I thought total scrimmage yards. Uh, so. I mentioned Aaron Jones, 30-1. to 1. I think they'll toss the ball to the running backs a lot with the sort of not knowing what the wide receivers are going to be. Same with DeAndre Swift. He's 30-1 to 1 as well. Uh, you know, we all might like Armand Ross St. Brown, but uh, I, I don't know if I can pencil him quite in as a number one receiver just because he was winning people fantasy games in week 16 of the NFL season. So I think a lot of checkdowns, uh, plus Jared Goff, tends to uh, be a checkdown kind of guy as well. So DeAndre Swift at 30-1. to 1. And then I've already talked about Travis Etienne, 50-1. to 1. Uh, I don't know if he'll get the rushing stats, but I, I look at him. Like, he might get 90 catches uh, with this Jags team if he's fully healthy. So he might be up there in receiving yards. And so total scrimmage yards, I think, could be a, a nice little thing at 50-1 to 1 for him. And then a couple uh, ones I really like. Uh, Eight-plus rushing touchdowns. A.J. Dillon is 2-1. to one. And, you know, they paid Aaron Jones, and they kept A.J. Dillon. So I think this might be a thing where if the Packers get down on the goal line, they pull out Jones and sort of appease A.J. Dillon. They give him the touchdowns, and Jones gets a little bit more of the timeshare stats of uh, yardage and numbers. So I think uh, eight-plus touchdowns for A.J. Dillon at 2-1. to one. Uh, I also have A.J. Dillon at 10-plus uh, touchdowns at 5-1 uh, to one there. So uh, I like that one. Moving on to 10-plus touchdowns, uh, we talked about it in our preview a little bit about Saquon Barkley, and he didn't get extended, so he's basically an unrestricted free agent next year. If Saquon Barkley is going to have a good year, it's going to be this year, so 10-plus rushing touchdowns for Saquon at plus 210. Uh, you know, I, I don't think the Giants are going to be one of those teams throwing on the goal line a whole lot. So uh, if somebody's going to get something, it's probably going to be Saquon at uh, 210. Uh, and then move that up to 12-plus rushing touchdowns for Saquon. That's 5-1. to one. So I thought that was really, really good value there. And then uh, one I love, 1,000-plus rushing yards. Rashad Penny is 220. I think Rashad's going to hit that 1,000-yard mark. So you can double up your money there pretty easy. And then uh, Damian Harris at 240. That one's a little bit more of a stretch, but I think if New England's going to do anything, it's going to be with that rushing attack. So I, I think there's a chance Damian Harris can get to that 1,000-yard rushing mark. Now, uh, taking anybody for New England to uh, get tons of carries – 
might be a little <laughs> scary, but uh, I, I think there's a chance there. And then I, I took a couple long shots uh, here. 1250-plus rushing yards. Once again, Saquon Barkley is 650. I think if, once again, Saquon has that kind of year where he turns into the back that we all thought he was, 650 is really good value at 1250. And then, once again, health. Christian McCaffrey is 7 to 1. 1250, if he plays 17 games, uh, that's free money right there at 7 to 1. So, uh, and then I had a couple over unders. One of them is my really big bet on over under. Uh, Cam Akers under 849.50. Uh, I, I think that Rams line is going to be a little shady. And plus, uh, you know, we make jokes about the Patriots running backs, but the Rams basically just have a revolving door. So I, I don't think Cam hits that number of 850, so I'm going under on 850 uh, total rushing yards. But my over and my big play, $1,000 on this one, Trey Lance over 530 rushing yards on the year. I think he hits that pretty easy. That's, you know, basically like 50 yards a game. Uh, I think he can hit that one pretty easy. So that's what I got for rushing, guys. What do you have uh, on the rushers? Uh, listen, I, I've only got one. Uh, there's a couple you mentioned that I really like. I really like the Rashad Penny. I like the logic behind it. I, I was kind of wondering last season why they weren't utilizing him more because every time I saw him, he was really explosive. He's fast. He, he has quick cuts. He can see the field pretty well. Uh, I, I really like him. I think he's a good back, and I think that uh, he's going to do really good as long as they can uh, you know, provide a little bit of uh, frontline protection for him. But the one that I do have here, uh, which is the one that I really liked, I thought it had really good value. Um, we talked about the quarterback situation in Cleveland and how, you know, they won't have their main guy for a while, uh, which means they have to rely a lot on one of their strongest assets, which is a running attack. And I've got Nick Chubb to uh, lead the league in touchdowns for running backs. Um, and that's plus 1,000. Uh, I know that the AFC is tough. Um, I know that division is tough. But I feel that if they're going to have any success to try and put themselves in a position to be at least with the striking range for when Watson gets back from suspension, it's going to lead through the ground attack first. So I like Nick Chubb to uh, to score some touchdowns there. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the pass catchers. And uh, I got a ton of patch catchers, but I'll condense it down a little bit because Basically, I, I got the same group of guys in each category leveling up a little bit. So I got a lot of Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Kyle Pitts uh, throughout my stuff. And I, I think Sutton and Judy, uh, Russell Wilson's going to find one of those guys that he really, really likes, like Tyler, like he found Tyler Lockett, Lockett. and yeah. he's going to hammer him. And I, I think, I don't know which one he's going to find. I've heard out of training camp that it's more Sutton than Judy, but, you know, I training camp talk, you, you believe that, and then, you know, next week Jerry Judy's going to have 25 catches in a game, and you can take your training camp talk and shove it. So I, I pretty much got all those. Schuster, I love, I, I will say. You look at the situation he was in in Pittsburgh. We talked about it in our preview on the AFC. He, he was playing with a quarterback who could no longer throw the ball over 10 yards. So basically every route in Pittsburgh was a one-step drop uh, and a two-yard throw. He is now playing with Patrick Mahomes, who can 
do whatever he wants with the football. So I look for his season to uh, really, really be good. And then Pittman Jr., uh, also one of them I'm looking at. Uh, that Indianapolis Colts uh, quarterback room or wide receiver room is a little thin. <laughs> there is Michael Pittman Jr., and then there's a lot of talk about Paris Campbell, who will probably play four games, and then his hamstring will no longer be attached. So I, I, I think there's a lot of uh, Michael Pittman Jr. numbers. And then the last one was uh, Darnell Mooney. We, we talked about it with the Bears. Basically, he's their only offensive weapon. And if you look at the numbers last year, he had 25% of the targets. That was with Allen Robinson on the other side. So uh, you remove Allen Robinson, you remove the Bears being, I don't know, within 10 points of anybody in any game. They probably are going to throw the ball a lot, and they're probably going to throw it to Darnell Mooney. So I got a lot uh, of Darnell Mooney stuff. So uh, regular season receiving yards, I got Adams at 14 to 1, Sutton at 40 to 1, and Judy. 30 to 1, and, and then one I really, Juju's 50 to 1 for regular season receiving yards. Uh, I think that's really, really good. And then once again, Pittman Jr. is 50 to 1. Uh, that's huge because uh, I think he will be getting a whole host of targets. Uh, I, I talked about scrimmage yards in the rushers. I also put Debo Samuel in there, but he's a receiver. Uh, I, I think. He could be in that mix for total scrimmage yards. He's 20 to 1 on that scrimmage yard uh, prop. So I, I think that's a pretty good one to grab. Uh, receptions, Pittman Jr. at 25 to 1. Schuster at 40 to 1. That's the one I love. Receptions, Schuster, I, I think he'll get a ton of targets this year. I think he, at 40 to 1, I, I think there's a good chance he could be in that top five. Uh, you know, to lead the league in reception. So I'd really look at that one at 40 to 1. Uh, I mentioned Mooney, uh, 50 to 1. And then Judy and Sutton are both 75 to 1. So uh, I think there are a couple guys in there that you can get really, really long shots on. Uh, regular season touchdown receptions. We got Judy, Sutton. And then I got two other ones that I, I hadn't talked about. Thielen, who, uh, if you look at his touchdown numbers, He's the one Cousins always goes to. So I think Jefferson will get all the yards. But I take a peek at Thielen at 40-1 to 1 for uh, receiving touchdowns. And then last one, Alan Lazard is 50-1 to 1 on receiving touchdowns. Uh, you know, I don't know who else there will be to throw to on the goal line there. And I think Alan Lazard might be able to be in that mix, at least for receiving touchdowns. I don't know if they'll be in the mix for catches and yards, but I think they'll throw him a bunch of touchdowns there. So 50 to 1, Alan Lazard touchdown receptions. Uh, rookie receiving yards, I, I talked about Wondell Robinson. He might be the only one available to be thrown to for the New York Giants. And uh, that's 20 to 1 there. And then uh, Sky Moore, 11 to 1. Uh, the speedster on the outside for the Chiefs. Uh, we've all seen McCole Hardman. We, we sort of know what he is. If sort of Sky Moore can be a little bit more, you know, dynamic and can do a little bit more route tree work, I, I think he might get a little more work than like a McCall Hardman if he can sort of fit into that system. So 11 to 1 there I thought was pretty good. Uh, another one of my big, big plays, uh, six receiving touchdowns. 
Kyle Pitts is plus 135. I know he only had two receiving touchdowns last year, but towards the end of the year, you sort of saw him get his yards. I don't know who else is going to score for Atlanta, and I, I'm sure Mariota, who's liked to throw into the tight ends and his time in Tennessee, I think Pitts will be more of a target there. I think at plus 135, six-plus receiving touchdowns is a really, really good bet. And then Darnell Moody is plus 110 to get six touchdowns. I assume the Bears are scoring six touchdowns this season, at least. Maybe. Don't assume. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I am putting the Bears to have at least six touchdowns this year. They all might be to Darnell Moody on a breakdown in uh, defensive coverage. So uh, I think even money for Darnell Moody, six-plus receiving touchdowns is really good. Uh, Eight-plus receiving touchdowns. I got the three I've already talked about. Schuster at plus 125. Judy at plus 195. Uh, Cortland Sutton at two to one. I really, really like that one. Go look at Lockett. He threw to Lockett in that end zone all the time. He threw to Lockett more than he threw to DK Metcalf in that end zone. And Sutton, not quite as dynamic as uh, Tyler Lockett, but a lot, you know, same type build, same type receiving threat. So I, I really like two to one there. And then Pitts at 350 for eight plus receiving touchdowns. Once again, I assume Atlanta will score at least eight touchdowns this season. Pitts might have a lot of them. I don't know. They might not score any <laughs> from the way that offensive looks. But I think they will get to at least eight touchdowns on the season. So I like Pitts at plus 350. And then a dark horse, uh, Rashad Bateman out of Baltimore. That one's a little bit more of a stretch because you don't know how much they're going to throw down there. And they have Mark Andrews. But he's a big-bodied receiver. And uh, I, I think they'll run a lot of sort of option stuff and sort of sneak him out, and he'll have a handful of uh, receptions. So at 380, I, I liked Rashad Bateman out of Baltimore uh, to get a eight-plus receiving uh, touchdowns. We'll move to the 10-plus. We're stretching it out a little bit, a little bit more of a dynamic season. Uh, I, I mentioned Sutton and how I thought it could be a locket-like season for him, plus 470 for those 10-plus touchdowns. Pitts is 8-1. to one. I really like that one because I don't know who else there really is to throw to for Atlanta. So 8-1 to one on that one. And then Darnell Moody's 850 for 10-plus uh, uh, touchdowns, which I think is pretty good value uh, considering what the Bears have weaponry rise. It's basically Darnell Moody. And then we go to the really big number, 12 plus receiving touchdowns. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> We got our two guys, Sutton in this one at 10 to 1, pretty decent value. I don't know if he gets there, but 10 to 1 is pretty good value. Uh, but the one I, I like, Mooney, if he just has that crazy season, he's at 18 to 1 to get 12 plus touchdowns. So I, I think that's a decent long shot play. And then Schuster, 7 to 1. That one I don't love quite as much because I, I think it probably should be around 10, especially with the way Kansas City sort of spreads uh, their red zone offense out. But uh, that, there probably will be a lot of points scored for KC. So 7 to 1 isn't awful at 12 plus uh, receiving uh, touchdowns. All right. Two receiving yards, a couple guys I really like. Uh, Alan Lazard is plus 320 for 1,000 plus receiving yards. I I think Allen can get there. There's, you know, a thousand is not 
quite the number it used to be receiving wise. There's not a lot of depth there in Green Bay, so 320 seemed like pretty good value there. Uh, I, I talked about Jacksonville and their number. They brought in Christian Kirk for a guaranteed $75 million. I assume. Oh, yeah, get paid, boy. I assume he will be utilized. So Christian Kirk plus 240, 1,000 receiving yards is right there. I talked about Bateman, how he's now the only outside threat for the Baltimore Ravens, plus 210. And basically what I do here in this 1,000-yard thing, you have those long shots in Lazard, Kirk, and Bateman. You can put a little portion of your thing on it. Darnell Moody is plus 120 to get 1,000 yards. As bad as I think the Bears are, I think Moody gets to 1,000 yards pretty easy. Uh, You know, I I think empty stats galore will be there for him, plus 120. I'd use Mooney to cover those other four guys in the bets and see if you can hit one of those other ones and turn a profit off of the 1,000-plus receiving yard territory. Then we bump up and uh, 1,250-plus receiving yards. Uh, Mooney's in this one as well, plus 470. Uh, Pitts, plus 340. That one's a little bit more of a long shot. I don't know if they'll be able to get, you know, uh, almost 1,300 yards to a receiver. But the two I like, Pittman is plus 280 on this one. And I do think they'll have 1,000. Pl- uh, you know, I think Pittman could hit in and around 1,200, 1,300 yards, uh, especially with this Indianapolis offense. I think they'll throw a little more than they did last year. Uh, I think they were forced to, you know, pound Jonathan Taylor 30, 35 times a game because uh, the other option was have Carson Wentz uh, throw footballs to people. And uh, you never know where a Carson Wentz football is going to go. So I... I think Ryan will be able to get those yards. He's been nice to receivers his whole career. So I think 1250 plus 280 for Pittman is really, really good. And then there's a decent long shot, Christian Kirk. I always already, (laughs) I already mentioned, they gave him 75 million guaranteed. Somebody has to catch balls for Jacksonville. If they're running up cheap numbers, maybe Kirk gets to it. That's nine to one. I don't think it's going to happen, but nine to one, Pretty decent value for a receiver room that you think is pretty light there. So uh, I I think decent value there. And then my last one, uh, Darnell Moody, over four and a half touchdowns on the season. Uh, I I think that one's pretty much a lock as well. Even money for four and a half touchdowns uh, for Darnell Moody. So a lot of Darnell Moody uh, in there. We we A lot of Chicago love. Yeah. We have a lot of Darnell Mooney love. I don't know about a lot of Chicago love. What do you got on the receiver side of things? Uh, listen, I, I have to say that I like a couple of the ones you took. I really like your Pittman bets. Uh, I really like your Schuster bets. I, I'm really high on Schuster this season. Uh, but I've got one bet, okay? And, and it goes against one of the bets that you made, which I don't like that bet you made, uh, which is uh, Adam Thielen. Uh I know that he's usually the touchdown guy and Jefferson's the yards guy, but if defenses are going to adjust to anything, especially once you get into that, uh, you know, that, that red zone area, uh, I feel like the attention will probably start shifting a little bit more to Thielen, not to mention the fact Thielen's getting a little bit older too. And uh, I think Jefferson has a good shot. And and I think the odds are pretty good at plus 900 for him to lead the league in touchdowns. I thought that was pretty good, especially when I'm expecting an explosive offense from Minnesota. Um, not to mention that you get a lot of attention uh, focused on Cook and and the in the uh, 
at the running back position, and it opens things up for the rest of the wide receivers. I don't know. I, I, I just thought that the Valley was there for such an explosive wide receiver. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up our preview. Unless you had any individual defensive player ones, I had none. Do you got any? <laughs> I don't have none. I, I might I might end up making some at the end, but uh, not none that I'm brave enough to talk about on the yeah, show. Yeah, I, I didn't like too much. I, I didn't think there was good value in the sack guys. I thought the guys you know were going to lead the league in sacks didn't have good odds. And then you're just, you know, taking a shot in the dark that one of these young guys bumps up and takes a you know jolt into the season and grabs a title so there wasn't much there tackles and I think assist I, are random so you know on, on my on my uh, sportsbook app they had uh tj watt to lead the league in sacks at plus what was it plus 110 i think yeah it was like even money and i was like yeah, i'm like no thank you like <laughs> to run the risk of someone else taking over this year yeah no nah, uh, i'm not gonna tie my money up for that long for that kind of value it's yeah, not worth but it especially since sacks are a little random too you know he might get four because a qb slides and they miss a block and yeah. then he might not get any of those in a year and then some other defensive end might grab those and then we have a you new get, sack leader. You get protection being rolled over to your side, and now yeah. it's the other guy getting the sacks. Yeah. It, pressures would be a better sort of stat. But yeah. I, 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 I guess I can petition next year to have QB pressures. Who leads the league in uh, that one? That'll, that'll make an extra 15 minutes for the show. <laughs> yes, it will. All right. That wraps up our three-part preview with our player awards in the book. Be sure to check out part one, our AFC preview, part two, our NFC preview. Our season starts Thursday. We'll get out our picks. We're going to have a $25,000 budget on the season to make our bets. So be ready for that. Thursday, season starts. Are you ready to make our picks starting Thursday and get back into the podcast rhythm? I'm ready. Even though I don't like making bets for the first couple of weeks of the season, uh, I have to do it. I'm committed, and I think we're going to do really good. Well, you can be like Dynamite and throw twenty grand on week <laughs> one of the season. And, uh, he lost half his budget already. <laughs> all right. Be sure to check out all our shows on the Football Time Podcast. Catch our college. We'll be back on Wednesday with that, with our picks. Thursday, NFL picks in the books. That's our show, and we're out. Yeah.